This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Does everyone have a book in them? Well, my guest today says the answer is no, but there are a lot of reasons why you should write a book, and that's why I had her on the show today. But before we get started, before I officially introduce her, don't forget to head on over to OverwhelmSucks.com. That's right, OverwhelmSucks.com to get my brand new free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. It's called 10 Quick Ways because when you're overwhelmed, you don't want to read a novel. That all happens over at OverwhelmSucks.com. Upbeat overcomer Jennifer Harshman runs a small writing, editing, and publishing agency. When she's not helping people share their messages, she can be found with her family, coping with disabilities, homeschooling, playing with paint, and tooting a flute. Now, that's interesting there tooting a flute because when i hear the word tooting i think of something else jennifer welcome to the show thank you for having me mark when i first met jennifer a couple months ago we had one of these 15 minute pre-interview calls i said oh i gotta have you on the show because i can tell you listener numbers don't lie so the guests that come on the show and have a lot of energy i'm tigger from winnie the pooh and are happy then you love those episodes and you tend to listen to them all the way. And I said, Jennifer, you got to come on the show. And then she told me that it's not true. She doesn't believe it's true. Everybody has a book in them. So I want to start there because I have written self-published two books because I was told I should write a book. So I wrote two books. They have nothing to do with productivity. They're available on Amazon, but no need to go looking for them because you're going to like, what? I didn't know what I was doing. And I, and I learned that when I found out I was uploading my, my second book and it says your gutter's too big. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Okay, Mark, you just write the books and let someone else do all the mechanical stuff because it's really complicated. But let's start really at the stop, top here. Why do you, Jennifer, think that it's not true that everyone doesn't have a book in them? Well, we do hear that all the time. And most people do have a book in them. But most statements that are absolutes, like everyone, always, <laughs> never, those things are not true statements. Some people can live their whole lives without feeling the need to produce any written content at all. And a book is a pretty big piece of written content. Mm -hmm. Yep. And now I remember when books came out, when you had to go to a publisher mm -hmm. and you had to beg and beg and beg that they would print your book. Now you can self-publish, but that sounds like a shortcut, but just because you self-publish it, create space, which is with Amazon, most self-publishers go to create space. Doesn't mean anyone's going to buy the book. I, like I said, I self-published two books and the only place I sold them is when I want some place to speak usually for mm -hmm. free and they would, Oh, let's give them 10 bucks or 15 bucks for the book. So I think it's a good exercise, but I think people underestimate what's involved in a book that people want to read just because you are passionate about something. And correct me if I'm wrong here, just because you're passionate about something and you want to write the book doesn't mean other people are going to want to read the book or buy it. You're absolutely right. The purpose has to be to serve the reader, not necessarily getting our passion out there, even though you know that is an important factor. And if you don't have some excitement about what you're doing, then you're probably not going to stick with it and you're not going to end up finishing that book. 
So it'll be like a lot of people who have a partially completed book sitting on their desktop for <laughs> decades. Uh, so you do want to make sure that it's something someone wants to read. And there are so many different factors that can go into that. Now, we're going to talk about the Baker's Dozen in just a minute. But I want people to know that this podcast is also on YouTube. Now, most times you're not going to care if it's on YouTube, but you are, if you're listening to the audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever, you're missing Jennifer is dressed up like a baker. So if you're only listening to audio podcast, we really appreciate it. But Go find the Mark Stuchowski podcast. I have a channel just for the podcast on YouTube and you will see how Jennifer is dressed up because you got to get the whole picture because it, it, it really doesn't do justice on audio only. You've got to get the immersion because she's going to talk about not all of the Baker's dozen because she's got a book coming out in October and we want you to go get the book. But I'm going to ask you to pick maybe three or four, maybe one third of the dozen and of the baker's dozen. But please go check this video out on YouTube because you got to see what she's dressed up as. So you are my guest and I'm going to ask you to pick four of the 12 baker's dozen that you'd like to share with a listener of why we should write a book. Okay. The number one reason is to serve other people. If you're not in it to be of service, if it's just selfish goals, then I would say just don't bother. Um, serving people can be done in many, many ways through books. It can be informative. It can be how-to. It can be inspiring. You can give step-by-step um, -step processes, such as if you're a coach or a thought leader, you can help to change people's lives in so many ways by writing a book. So that's my number one, and it's the biggest by far. And I agree with that. It's like one of the things I do every morning, if people don't follow me on Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and LinkedIn and YouTube and Facebook, I create a less than 59-second video every day, and I post it every day, and it's less than 59 seconds, and the goal is always to serve people. Mm. I don't need to see my face. I mean, I think I'm kind of handsome. My wife thinks I'm kind of handsome, but I don't, that's not why I'm doing it. I'm not a Kardashian. I am creating these videos to help people, to serve people. And I think whether you're writing a book, creating a video, writing a blog post, whatever you're doing, if you start with, Hey, how can this content serve the person that's going to consume it? I don't think you can go wrong, but if you start it with, Hey, I'm uh, Mark Struchowski. Thank you for checking out my video. By the way, I'm kind of handsome and I'm known as Mr. Productivity. They haven't even heard that last part because when you started with your name, they've left. So go with the spirit of serving. And I don't think, it, it, can you imagine a way of going wrong if you're actually serving someone from the heart? Not at all. <laughs> Didn't think so. Okay, so that's one of the four of the Baker's Dozen. What is another one, another reason why we should write a book? You can build relationships. Mm. So um, writing a book helps you to communicate who you are, what you're about, all of those types of things. And people will either be attracted to that or they'll be repelled. But the ones who are attracted are the ones that you have an opportunity to build a relationship with. And I have seen books open so many doors. It's just amazing, Mark. It's amazing. When you have a book, that is one heck of a business card. 
Yes. I mean, there's the business cards. They're like, I don't know. They're really small and tiny. I don't even know if people really use business cards anymore. I don't. I just said, hey, just text me your information. Mm -hmm. But a book, when someone goes, yeah, here's my book. That's really impressive. Now, do you know the statistics? I heard that most people who write books, there's a threshold, like most people's books sell less than a thousand. There's a 10,000. It's, it's like most, everyone can write a book, but just cause you write a book, you're going to sell. So do you know those numbers offhand? Cause I don't recall them. I do. And it's worse than you think. Oh, <laughs> most, most books sell fewer than 300 copies in their lifetime. No way. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. So think but about you know, it. If you do it right uh-huh. and you get this book written and you get it published, it, it's, you still have a lot of work to do because just cause you're written a book, it's not like the field of dreams. Cause you build it. They will come just cause you wrote the book. How many people have gone to bookstores and I love going to bookstores mm-hmm. and you're like, I never heard of these people. Mm-hmm. That's because they weren't one of the few. I mean, James Patterson, he's a, a prolific author. He writes four or five books a year. I mean, and he is a best-selling author. If you look at a lot of best-selling authors, they don't sit down with one book. Now, one example of a one and done I've heard, I've read several times is James Clear, Atomic Habits. That's still on the top of the New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller list. And it came out like, what, three, four, five years ago? I mean, that is like a powerful book, but most people, that is an outlier, is it not? It is. And it's one of my favorite books, by the way. <laughs> wow. Okay. So number three, I should do my uh, my radio voice. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Another reason that writing a book can be a really good idea is it establishes you as the expert, as an authority. Um, and if you look at the word authority, it contains the word author. Ah, so, yes. so many people <laughs> use the phrase, oh, he wrote the book on that subject to mean that that person's very knowledgeable and has the expertise and is trustworthy. I never thought about that. He wrote the book on this subject. If, you, if you're the author, you literally wrote the book on it. So, and I never thought you're right. Author is an authority. Boy, you're just, you're just blowing my mind over here, Jennifer, and probably that of my listener as well. So just think about that. If you wrote a book, when you write a book, let's be positive here. We're, this is a no negativity zone. When you write a book, think about the authority you will have as an author. So, okay. So the fourth and final uh, of the Baker's Dozen, the other eight you'll get in her book. We'll tell you how to get that later on uh, coming out in October. So what's number four? Number four is personal growth. When you write a book, there are so many different things that you have to do, challenges that you will face, You'll have to push past your normal barriers and, you know, get out of your comfort zone, so to speak. And the entire process will teach you so much about yourself. It will teach you about other people and your relationships and your interactions with them. And when you come out the other side, you will be a different person. When I self-published my first book, first couple books, I was amazed. I would sit down and I'd write and write and like, Oh, that's how, that's all the words I've had. Mm -hmm. And, and I would just, it's, there's a lot of words that have to go into a book. I mean, even a a slim book, 
It's a lot of words. And then we're not talking about the, I'm not talking about the introduction or the acknowledgement or anything that you can like pad your number count. There's a lot of words that go in a book. So if you, I would say this, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this. If you can't write a one to 2000 word blog posts, uh, you, you may want to start there before you write a book, because if you can't write a long blog post, you're probably not going to be able to write a long book. I would agree with that. And I would also say, if you can set a timer for two minutes, so back to Atomic Habits, the two-minute mm-hmm. rule, if you can set a timer for two minutes and just bang on the keyboard until that timer beeps, and then, and you know, without thinking about it, without self-editing, because we censor ourselves all the time, yep. and <laughs> that's what makes writing take so long. But if you can start to build that habit and just bang on that keyboard for two minutes, and then when it's done, give yourself a short break, maybe look at your writing and clean it up. Just do that over and over. You can write a book. I'm going to share something with you, which is probably going to make you cringe. So I'm just going to warn you ahead of time. When I was writing my first two books, Mm -hmm. I was editing as I went. So I'm like, wow, how's this going to look on the page? And don't do that. You, every writer out there, they write, 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 write. Then they go back and reread it and fix it. But I was literally editing as I went. I guess I thought maybe if I do them both the same time, I'd save time. But it was a nightmare. So if you write a book, don't ever do that. You're supposed to write, 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 and then rewrite, 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 and then rewrite, rewrite, rewrite before you get to editing. So I, I'm sure I'm not the only person that's ever done that. You just you think are, you're going to save yourself time, but you actually cause yourself more, more stress. You are absolutely right. You're not the only person who has done that. Uh, I got to raise my hand there. Um, I am also one of those edit as I write kind of people. Um, <laughs> And I can tell you, it does slow things down. So if you want to be more efficient, more effective, more productive, then you do want to switch off that internal editor and just go as fast as you can with writing it. Is that because one side of our brain is creative and one side is logical? Is that why? So when we try to edit, when we write, we're trying to switch back and forth between the two sides? Mm -hmm. Yes. And that makes things take so much longer. And it's also perfectionism. So, (laughs) you know, we do want to create things that are excellent. You know, that is definitely the goal. But what we have to remember is right now we're just dumping some clay on the table or we're just mixing some batter together. We're not putting the final touches on it. Um, If you're trying to make your little frosting flowers to put on top of the cake and you haven't even mixed your batter yet, you're going to have a problem. Yeah. Um, I also heard that when you're writing a book and tell me if this is true or not, the cover should come last. So you should write the entire book. You shouldn't write the introduction. You shouldn't write the conclusion until you write the guts. Is that pretty much the order of how you should write a book? Got overwhelmed? Then you need to get my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. This free guide will help you quickly deal with overwhelm so you can get back to making the impact you've dreamed of. Get your copy for free at overwhelmsucks.com. 
It is. Some people like to create what we call a mock-up, which is just um, an example cover to motivate themselves. So uh-huh. that that can be good. I've known some people who you know literally tape it up on their wall above their computer, and that motivates them to write their book. But you have to keep in mind that the, the cover can't be finalized until you have written the entire thing. It has been through all of the different types of editing. It's been laid out in the software that turns a Microsoft Word document into an actual book. And that is completed. You have to know the exact number of pages that are in your book, start to finish, before you can finalize your book cover. Now, I'd like to know your thoughts on going to a publisher as opposed to self-publishing. I heard about a year ago that Seth Godin, who like sells millions of copies of books every time he comes out, he's back to self-publishing because he wants more control. That's different. So he went from the publishing world of being very successful to self-publishing. But Mm -hmm. let's say someone's listening to this conversation and like, you know what? I really feel called to write a book. I have a topic I think people are going to want to be interested in. What are, do you recommend they just write the book and then go pitch it toward, uh, go to a publisher or should they self-publish? Okay. So that is a huge question that everybody will ask themselves. And to get the answer, you need to ask yourself a couple of other questions. Keep in mind that a publisher has to take care of their bottom line. So they are looking for books that have mass appeal. They're also looking for authors who have giant platforms, so 50,000 followers or more. So if you don't have both of those, then self-publishing is the way you're going to want to go. So for 95% of the people that I've interacted with in the last 20 years, self-publishing serves them better than trying to go with a traditional publisher. But the Seth Godins of the world, they can go either way. (laughs) now i had a guest on my show about two years ago and she was a ghostwriter and Mm -hmm. i've heard the term i wasn't sure exactly what it was and now it's more pricey but tell us what a ghostwriter is if you want to write a book but you don't want to write a book it's Mm -hmm. called a ghostwriter so tell us what that's all about because i love this concept great so a ghostwriter is somebody who helps you to get your book written and it's kind of on a spectrum. It could be they write every single word that goes into your book, or it's kind of a co-author type of situation. And that will depend on your preferences and your budget, because at one end, it's a lot more expensive than at the other. (laughs) Yeah. I, the, the one fee she gave me is like, if you want them to do everything, we're talking five figures. Okay. Uh Because what they do is they get on the phone with you, and they just ask you a bunch of questions and this goes on for months, I guess. And then they write the book. The Gary Vaynerchuk is one of the people who does this all the time. He has a ghostwriter and he just carves out time because he doesn't want to sit behind a keyboard and do all the stuff. Mm-hmm. They interview him and then they write the book. He has, of course, the final say he reads the book and makes sure it all looks good. But that is on the expensive end. That That's a mm-hmm. done for you. Basically, you just have to yes. tell what you want in the book. But because they're doing everything and then they obviously outsource the cover design, that's very expensive. It sounds good. Wow, I can talk to someone. They write the book. Yeah, it's not five dollars. It's very expensive. Minimum five figures of someone do it because they're actually doing the work for you. 
Right. Again, most people probably can't afford that unless you're a trust fund baby. And so you're going to have to do it the hard work. But I think there's something to be said about doing it yourself. Like when I started my, the podcast, I learned how to do it myself. When I learned how to market, I learned how to do it myself. And I learned how to speak. I learned how to do it myself. There's something about when you learn how to do it yourself in the beginning It's really excruciating. You're like, I can't do this. I hate this. Matter of fact, like I told you, I was doing those less than 59 second videos. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the ways I get my videos is I go back to all the landscape videos I did on YouTube over the years. And I've learned how to take that landscape video and edit it out and make it into a portrait video. Now, in the beginning, I'm like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. But the more I did it, I would commit to doing two every day. Now it's like, Mm -hmm. it's no it's no big deal. Same with writing a book. Okay. It's going to be tough in the beginning. You'll be all excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do it for one, two, three, four days. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, it's a nice day outside. I should go fishing. And you're going to get these pulls it, but it's going to be worth it. If you get to the other side, number one, even if you don't ever sell a book, and I want you to speak on this, even if you don't sell another book, a single book other than your mom, which you probably gave the book to your mom, (laughs) you're going to feel such a sense of accomplishment that you did it. Absolutely. The confidence and the personal growth is just astounding. And something to keep in mind is, it, it, yes, it will be hard. There will be times that you you just want to tear your hair out and go away. Um, well, not but, me, but well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your listeners, Mark, your listeners. Yes, yeah, okay. Um, but if you have a recipe to follow, and I love the concept of a recipe, that's how the whole you know book bakery thing came about. Was I had helped so many different authors, and I have this you know within twelve weeks you can have your first draft of your manuscript completely written, and I've taken them through this process over and over. So that's how I put it together. Is like it's a path to follow. It's a recipe. So if you have like I can't make you the right kind of person, right? I can't give you motivation. I can't make you someone who takes initiative. I can't make you an expert in your area, but I can take the right kind of person and give you the recipe to follow, to go through step-by-step to write a book. So that's what I do. Now you can't see this obviously on the audio podcast, but if you're watching this on YouTube behind Jennifer is a book you may know It's 48 Days to the Work You Love. Now, she didn't ghostwrite this, but she helped edit it. So tell us how you got involved with that book, because that is a very, a very big book. It's a best-selling book. How did you get involved with that? I have been a follower and friend of Dan Miller since 2003, and Um, He has seen me in his community when he started the 48 Days Eagles community. I was one of the founding members, and he's seen me over the years with the different books that I've worked with. Um, Some of the books that are, um, I have about 1% of the books that I've worked with on these shelves behind me. So (laughs) hundreds. And he has seen that progress. And a lot of the books that I've done, he has read. And he knows several of the authors. So he kind of got the before and after picture, the inside view, if you know what I mean, and loved my work. So he invited me to edit the 2020 edition of his book. Wow. That's fascinating. By the way, if you have written a book and you are going to do a smart thing like Jennifer's doing and go on people's podcasts, don't do it. One of my people who didn't become a guest on my show 
This is how you don't pitch someone. You don't send them a direct message on LinkedIn and say, hey, go buy my book, read it and have me on your show. Okay. You don't, don't ever do that. You don't, if you want to give me the book, you can give me the book, but don't tell me to go buy the book, Mm -hmm. read the book and have you on the show. I mean, and when I told him, I said, I'm not interested. He goes, why? I'm like, you need to go learn how to pitch a book the proper way or pitch a, uh, a, a interview on a show. That's not how you do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just, I just want to put that out there because I think it's amazing how people do that. Um, so Talk to us about your book. I mean, I love the fact that you showed up in a, a baker's outfit. I mean, I, I try to stay out of the kitchen other than warming things in the microwave mm-hmm. because I'm very dangerous. So tell us how you came up with this whole concept of the bakery. What is it called again? The baker's? Your book bakery. Book bakery. So how'd you come up mm-hmm. with that? I love that concept. Well, I had talked with people over the years about the fact that it's a process. Writing a book is a replicatable process. Mm. And, you know, some people say success leaves clues. So if you want to do something, go look at someone who has done it and figure out what they did and then do what they did. And so this concept is just writing a book is a process that you can follow. And most people are familiar with baking a cake or doing something else from a recipe. So it just seemed to be something that people could relate to. And then when I said, I'm putting together this program, I'm calling it your book bakery. I tell you, I didn't even get the whole sentence out of my mouth before the other person was jumping in and saying, oh my gosh, I totally get what that is. I know exactly what I'm going to, I'm going to do this and I'm going to come out with a book manuscript. And the fact that it was just so clear to everyone I mentioned it to, I had to name it that. Nice. So we just did this interview yesterday. The people are hearing this and watching this on August 9th. So what stage the, are you in the book? Is it, I'm assuming by this time it's all written, right? Are you editing now or where, where are you in the book? It is in the final stages of editing. I'm going through and adding in resources for the reader and compiling all of the bibliography and things like that. So within a week or so, it will be in the layout, interior design, design, formatting phase. And then not too long after that, it will be available on Amazon. Now, do you do all that stuff yourself? We do in-house. I have an entire team. Wow. Um, so you got, so, you got lucky. <laughs> you, you, you can write your book and you do all your company yeah. does all the stuff. So you, yes. most people don't have that luxury. <laughs> Right. We do packages for people. So depending on what they have or what they want to do themselves, what they want to farm out, um, it's everything's customizable so we can meet their needs. And we have so much fun. I tell you, it is so much fun. I bet it is. So before we wrap up today, is there anything else you want to share with our listener about writing their own book? Yes, I would love it if they would go and check out my website, harshmanservices.com. I have information on there, um, free resources, courses, programs, all of the fun stuff that they'll want to see. Excellent. Well, I'm glad you were on the show today because a lot of people, they hear stuff about writing a book, but they don't get the right information. That's why I have guests like you on the show. I want to know what is the truth. And you're the first person I've ever heard that says, hey, not everyone should write a book. Because a book takes a lot of effort, a lot of time. You're not going to write a book in a week or a weekend. It's a lot of time. I heard a one author, I can't think of it. I, I listened to the audiobook, 
And they actually would go to out to a shed out in the woods mm-hmm. where there was no electricity and there was no internet just to write. I can't think what author that is, but a lot of authors will do this because they know if they're home, the FedEx guy could stop by the mail guy, the, the trash truck or whatever. And, and so when you write the book, you have to get into the flow state or you have to get in the zone and you can't have little kids knocking on the door or the dogs barking. So is that what you see some of your authors do? They, they go to a uh, J.K. Rowling, J.K. Rowling actually went to a hotel that was mm-hmm. actually in the Harry Potter book series to write her book. Cause she didn't want to be around familiar situations. Do you, mm-hmm. do you, do a lot of authors do that? Do they go someplace quiet to write their books or they do, do they write them at home? most of them will write them at home, but they will write them at a time when their family is not around. Uh, Like they'll get up early in the morning or or they will stay up late at night. Uh, But I do have one, um, Ron Price, and he writes the play nice in your sandbox at series. So at home, at work, at church. And he would go and rent a hotel room for a month and write his book and have it all completely done. Send it to me before he went home. Wow. That's amazing. Well, I, again, I want to thank you again for being on the show. Give us your website one more time so I make sure people go there and find out more about you, the services. And, and can they reach out to you if, they're, if they want to talk to you about, hey, I, I'm thinking about writing a book. Can, can they do that as well? Absolutely. I would love that. I love having those conversations. So Harshman, sound, just like it sounds, Harsh Man, Service Says, plural, S on both ends, dot com. All right, Jennifer, thank you for not only your insights, your knowledge, but for bringing the energy because it was a great conversation. I really appreciated you being here. Thank you for having me. And I would love to come back anytime. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Before you go, it would mean the world to me, and I mean the world, if you would do me a quick favor. Share this episode with one person you know that needs to hear it. Because life tends to get in the way, do it right now. I'm on a mission to help as many people as I can, and you sharing this episode with someone would help me on that mission. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you again real soon.